On this episode of Snap and Chats today, we are going to talk about the fights that happened this past weekend. We're also going to look ahead to some of the fights that are going on. Looks like to me, Chance, that we are in the summer break of boxing because no major fights until August 26th. But to find out more and all the details about this and everything else that's going on in the world of boxing, you got to tune in. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your year. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. Happy Thursday, everybody. I am Bobby Sampson, joined with my man, Mr. Chance. Michael's Chance, how are you, brother? Doing really, really well. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Uh, what Weekend's almost here. Everything is beautiful. Cannot wait. The weather is being hot, but enjoyable. Um, yeah. Yeah, no complaints here at all, man. Everything is beautiful. I was looking at the schedule and I realized I think this has to be boxing summer break. I'm looking at a the schedule. Bit. I mean, there's not much this weekend, but well, uh, the weekend after that, you get uh, music and Dubois. So, well, yeah, we're we're basically we got a week week. I say eleven days off. Yeah. From from you know about two weeks from last Saturday to the next set of you know. High, high, uh, you know, televised fights and whatnot. You know, we're we're looking almost two weeks time here, man. Um, which makes sense. I mean, we're gearing up for for fall, which is already looking kind of stacked. Um, but let's talk about the fights that we we didn't get to cover due to all the great guests that we've had over the last little while. We haven't had a chance to preview the Joshua fight that happened. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Oscar Valdez and Navarrete fight. Um. We didn't really get to make any predictions. So, no. I mean, I, overall, let's start with the Joshua fight. Your thoughts? I mean, he knocked him out in the seventh round, but that was the expected. I know Helena took the fight on a few days' notice, but, I mean, it was a waste of time. They should have just canceled it. I mean, you knew he was going to knock him out. You, I thought he'd do it a little bit sooner. I mean, Wilder did round one, Joshua did round seven. Everybody's saying Josh looks so great, but he beat up a journeyman at best. I mean, good for Helena for taking the fight, but, I mean... I don't make anything of it because he's supposed to beat that kind of guy. He's about four or five levels ahead of him in boxing. So it was easy work as a sparring session for him. He didn't even win one round. It was just an easy work and knocked him out like he should. So now he's going to go fight Wilder, hopefully. He's going to super fight and he's going to get knocked into the second row. Let's see what happens. Um, well, here, look, first off, first off, Robert Hellenius, mad respect to him for saving the card, right? I mean, if Joshua didn't fight, if they cancel the card, I think Joshua would have been the only guy on that card that wouldn't have been affected if he didn't get his paycheck, right? The, the mm. one thing I think people have to understand in boxing is that you do not get paid if you don't fight. It doesn't matter. It's not like UFC. If the other guy doesn't make weight or whatever the case is. Well, that's means. exactly why Bobby took the fight. He, just, he knew he was going to lose. He just wanted a quick payday. Yeah. And it was you could see that he wasn't even into the fight. Well, it's for the other fighters as well. The guys lower on the card, right? I mean, if, if that whole card got canceled, all those guys would have been out of paychecks, right? Yeah. So respect to well, they could have rescheduled it, but I mean they, they did it with better be right? They're fighting in January now. So yeah, yeah, they could have done it like that as well. But I mean, I think it all had to do with what is planned for January with him and Deontay, right? So uh, here's my takeaways from the fight. Yeah, he beat the guy and he was supposed to win. Um, but I felt that Hellenius fought him differently than he fought Wilder. Whereas when he fought Wilder, I noticed that he came straight into him. 
allowing Wilder to get that shot off right away, right? Where in this fight, I found Hellenius to be more tentative, fighting from the outside and making Joshua work a little bit more to kind of come in. I feel that if he had walked in the way he did against Deontay, yeah, this fight would have ended earlier. Yeah. Pardon me. I think the biggest challenge that Joshua was facing out of this, regardless of how he won the fight, people were going to criticize it. If he won it too soon, oh, well, yeah. look at the guy he beat up, blah, 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 blah. The fact that he did it in the seventh round, people are saying, oh, well, Deontay did it in two or Deontay did it in one. Um, but you have to look at the style of Hellenius, really. It came down to Hellenius and the way he fought both guys, right? I'm not taking anything away. You said I see it as a glorious It was a slam. It was, a, it was an easy layup for Wilder and Joshua. Easy work, knock this guy yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, no, 100%. That's and, a problem with boxing. You're not going to see that in the UFC. You're not going to see no, John fighting a guy, a guy like that. It won't happen. No, no, you're not. No, but I mean, again, and let's talk about what caused all of this. Dillian White, again, this is not the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, testing positive for a banned substance. I mean, in the world of boxing with all the stuff that's going on with the Connor Benz and whatnot, especially in the UK, I'm not hearing too much about this in the state side, but boxing has a bigger footprint in the UK than it does even in North America. Surprise, surprise, people. Boxing is bigger in, in the UK than it is here in America, 100%. So they take that shit really, really seriously. So it's really surprising to see another UK fighter of a higher level, like a Conor Ben, getting you know done in for something like this again. Like, what's Dillian thinking? They're, man? they're just they're simple as if they're cheating. They know they're cheating, just like Canelo did. A lot of fighters have. They're just trying to get the edge, and they got caught. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. He knew what he was doing. He thought Josh was a better fighter. He the edge, and they dope up, and he got caught. So I'm glad he got caught because uh, he way- knew what he was. But the way they played out, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, I mean, they it's kind of that. funny. Carl, I, I don't think it was Carl Froch. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Derek Chisora was talking to, well, I can't remember who it was, another British analyst. And uh, he was basically saying that he called him a few days before saying, yeah, he's going to test positive for the test. And I don't know who Derek Chisora knows, but he, he, he has the making of a promoter later on in his career if he really wants to, man. This guy's yes. got his ear to the ground. He already apparently, according to him, he apparently knew that that Dillian White had already tested positive, and chances were that he was going to fight Joshua instead. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, man. It's just it's frustrating. It truly is, right? He's a cheater. He's just a cheater. He tried to cheat. It's like Canelo got caught cheating. Eventually, they might get away with it for a few fights, but eventually, they keep cheating when they get away with it, and eventually, they get caught. The, the testing um, is so good, and they're going to get caught. Same yeah. with John Joe. All the guys that cheat, they get caught eventually. No, 100%. All right, let's move over. So let's hop on a plane and let's get to Arizona for this next fight. Uh, Oscar Valdez against Navarrete for the WBO. 130, 135? 130? 130. 130 title uh, on the line. These guys were supposed to fight for it when it was vacant, but unfortunately, Valdez uh, suffered an injury in training, so they postponed the fight. Navarrete went to, went on to win that title, so now this was his first defense of that title. Wow, what a war! Mexican war, they call it. You know, it was it was maybe the be- one of the best fights of the year, if not the best fight of the year, as far as action intensity. No, back and forth, wall to wall, bell to bell action. Yeah, Navarrete did not look like he took a shot. He took a lot of shots, but 
compared to Valdez's face. I mean, if oh, there was I... ever if there was ever a time to say that you don't play boxing, look at his face, and that should be the tagline. You don't yeah. play boxing, right? Those guys went to war. Corrales, Eric, Eric Morales was in the crowd. I mean, those guys were there. Uh, Chavez Sr. was in the crowd. So, yeah, even the Mexican legends knew that this was something, you know, of the next generation of of great Mexican wars, right? Uh, do you see this being a trilogy or, or a part two at least? Coming no, it was, he, he made, it was a great fight, but it wasn't really close. I mean, eight rounds to four. You know, nine to three kind of thing for Navarrete. Um, Valdez got hard of a of hard of as a warrior. Like he took a great beating. They could have stopped it maybe earlier. Doctor, his corner, his eye was pretty bad. Yeah. He wasn't winning the fight. No, I'm not well, saying they could have, but they could have. I think Navarrete is just too big. He, he could throw punches from anywhere. He's too strong. He hits hard. He's always well. That's the thing. That's the thing, right? And Valdez um, kept the left hooks. He got him on a few stuff, but I mean, Navarrete. He, he don't. I won't say. He, I won't say he dominated, but he won. Not fairly easily, but he won convincingly. Well, let's look at it from this perspective. I mean, Navarrete threw over a thousand punches in this fight, right? Not saying he landed a thousand punches, but he he threw over a thousand. Mm. So, I mean, punches and bunches, he was connecting. The problem, and I'm not saying it's a problem per se, but the fighting style that Oscar initiates for the most part is that of a sniper, in my opinion. He's looking for precise shots, and that's what I think cost him in this fight, is that he wasn't throwing to throw he was throwing to aim aim to throw you know what i mean and well he was getting hit with some pretty heavy shots i think no, he was getting a little he his back up a bit yeah no he was power. he was right and i think he came in with the wrong game plan i'm not taking anything away from oscar valdez i think he's a great fighter but i just think he came in with the wrong strategy and the wrong approach to this fight in terms of you know success Navarrete just came out as a brawler right i mean he just he came out hard Word has it now that Lomo might be the next guy for Navarrete. What do you think about that? Well, uh, Bob said that Lomo's not fighting for the rest of the year because he's worried about the war in Ukraine. So yeah, 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 yeah. I say do it. Yeah. They won't do it. I'd rather see Lomo versus Shakur myself just because no. Shakur is a bigger name for Lomo. Lomo doesn't need to fight a Navarrete at this point. His name value is not enough for where Lomo's name value is. Not saying that it'd be easy work for Lomo. Who knows who wins that, but... Lomo should fight Shakur because they both got the name value. That's a big, big pay-per-view. Yeah, I know. And Shakur said, yeah, I'm down for that. But first, I need to go grab a strap at 135. He wants to finish yeah. that off, right? So, I mean, there's there's a lot of working pieces here. And I think things will start to come closer and closer together. All under the top rank in Bella, so we can make these fights pretty well, easily. We It's going to be really interesting to see, right? I mean, today we he, had... He was around too. He's going to fight somebody soon. Let's hope. Well, look at that whole division there, man. I mean... He, Throw Abel in there now as well, right? Abel's down to the 140 crew as well. So between 135 and, and 140. I don't think Abel will be quite in the mix there because he just lost his last fight, but he's around there, but not quite with the, those guys. No, no, no. But I think based on what he was telling us and everything, like, you know, his power and everything will be better for him down there. I think mm. he can ascend up there pretty quick. He can hold his own. Um, with those. He can hold uh, his own, right? I don't, yeah. you know, not to take anything away from him. I mean, until we see him in there with one of those guys, we truly don't know, right? Exactly. Um, but I think he's a bright addition to that division, Abel Ramos. Um, I think, you know, he's going to have some fun down there, but I mean, like I said, that's a murderer's road down there, man. Right from Shakur to Haney, to Tio, to Lomo, to it's like lions, bears, and tigers. Oh my, right. It's a murderer's road down there. It is. It's some of the best talent boxing is all in that weight class. And they can go five, about five pounds down. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's you have the potential. Like, I mean, you just look at the, all those guys that I named. That could be, they have the potential to be the next four kings, right? Where they all fight each other, um, and and it would be great. I mean, hands down, 2023 has probably been the best boxing of this century so far. Uh, the the quality of the good. fights and everything that we've pretty gotten good. this year, right? Like, I mean, it's we've got in the last recent look, memory, like look, five years. We've at had least. we've had great fights every year, okay? Mm-hmm. But they've been far and in between, and those fights, Pacquiao Floyd was a monster fight because it was Biggest nothing else. Of all time, still right, 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 because there was nothing else there throughout that whole year. Tell me anything else that happened that year. Well, no, that's not wise because of the two most popular guys. No, 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 I get it, I get it, but that helped. That helped, right? And that was the trend for many years in boxing up until this year. I just feel this year in particular, we're getting month after month right now of great fights. Right, not every weekend, but every month there is a good quality, great fight that is yeah, finally coming to here. No, hundred percent. So Canelo and Charlo, they started their press conference tour. It's a two-day tour. Uh, New- boring, lame. They were. There was no action. There's no. I mean, they were respectful of each other, but you want to sell in a big fight here, like give us something. Like that was just a big waste of time. I think both guys, even, you know, afterwards they talked about it and, you know, even, even, uh, you know, the PBC crew was saying like, you know, wow, there were no fireworks here. Like, you know, they're showing I was surprised, respect, right? I think everybody was surprised, but you know, like I think Canelo said it and even Charlo said it like, look, you know what, if I, the fight sells itself, I mean, look at the That's guys true. that are in here and this and that. And, you know, I'm sure things will get salty a little bit later, but we're still early, right? We're kind of early into this. They, they don't, there's no bad blood here. It's just two well, guys that are fighting for cash. Well, it's kind of funny what they said too. And I'm not well, knocking right? for it, but that's why they're not. No, no, no. Like, and I get it. Right? It's a, it's. A, let's see what they do. Let's see. Like we got LA, hey, hey. right? So, so they have their little junket that they're doing right now. Uh, New York, we've already seen. Um, LA, I haven't had the chance to see it yet. Um, but like you know, just based on what we've seen so far, Charlo was saying that you know, you know. It, I don't know if he's pissed off at his brother because his brother's saying that, yeah, after this fight, I'll fight him next. So he's already dismissing Mel saying that he's not going to beat him. <laughs> listen, yeah, that's true. But listen to this. I was checking the uh, ticket prices today for one seat, top bowl, T-Mobile Arena. Guess how much it is, Canadian? 2000 735 So converted to... The bottom bowl, you're playing 2K. Yeah, yeah no, well, well, let's think about it. That's Canadian funds, right? So seven fifty yeah. converted, it's about twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean I'm just telling you that they, and they'll sell that place out, no problem. It's already sold out. Yeah. So you get it on the third hand market. But yeah, Canelo, Canelo has the most expensive ticket. Every time he fights, you can't get into his fights for six hundred bucks Canadian. Easy. It's a big draw, right? And they asked him too. They asked him at the press conference, um, you know, like, so, you know, you got Mel now, but, you know, are you going to take him all next? He goes, no, that's not the plan. So who well, knows what. Why should he fight the brother? Just because he's his brother? <laughs> I don't blame him. Well, he's just saying because he's technically the guy that they were trying to get first, mm-hmm. right? They didn't get him. They, they got the younger one, right? Or the other brother, the 154 bro, right? Yeah. Uh, Mel. So, I, but it's I've never cheered for Canelo in a fight before, except when he fought Floyd. Um, that's the only time I will cheer for him because I'm not a big fan. The Charles brothers are good, good boxers. I'm just not a fan of the personalities, how they act. So I'm going for Canelo on this one. I never cheer for the guy, but the one fight that I, I hope he wins. I think he well, will, but it should be a good fight. You know, I mean, they didn't, 
I won't say Mel, but Jamal did not really show himself well during the Spence Crawford weekend, to be mm -hmm. honest. Uh, A, pushing the lady. Well, that's like, how the Charlotte brothers act. They're classless guys. Well, I mean... Pushing ladies? Like, what's that about? Well, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know what Jamal has ever done, to be completely honest. I'm only basing it on the Jamal situation, right? Yeah. And pushing the old lady, Caleb punching or slapping, slapping him in the face. Be I mean, for Caleb. Right? I mean, that, that that's how you get a fight. Yeah, there's some bad blood there. Right? You have to physically go out and punch the guy you want to fight in the face yeah. to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Right? So, I mean... And, it, and there was supposed to be a good big fight this weekend, but it got postponed until January 26th. Better be at versus Kyle Smith. Was yeah. supposed to be this Saturday. That's yeah. not happening. It was no, no. Be down in January, so that's a good fight, too. That's going to be an interesting fight as well. Uh, Charlo looked big. Yeah, he's in good shape. He looks really, really good. He looks really good. Um, Canelo talked about the Bivol fight today as well, talking about why it's not happening and everything we already know. It's like, you know, Canelo said that he started asking for things. I could see that. Weight class, this, this, and this. And, you know, Canelo said, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to fight you at 168. I'm not going to do what you're asking. So that's why he moved on to John Ryder and Triple G3. That's why those fights happened. Interesting comment that he also made today that I want to bring to light that he said that Canelo Promotions and PBC are the best two promotions going today. Shot at Eddie Hearns? I don't know. Um, I think it's more of a shot at top rank. Eddie's kind of probably the third down the line there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, but the best fights are for him and PBC right now. So, I mean, he, you know, he's doing the right thing. So... Mm -hmm. That's coming up September 30th. T-Mobile uh, Arena. Oh, shout out to Jose Benavides Jr. He claimed victory this past weekend with the TKO victory as well. Round so shout four, out. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Um, yeah, really happy. Uh, talk to coach and uh, everything is beautiful. The team's doing great. Everyone's happy. Just trying to figure out what the next steps are. So, yeah, I've seen an interview today with Benavides. It's either happening in LA or uh, obviously LA or Vegas. So, yeah, go yeah. So, we're November. looking, we're looking at November bout for David Benavides against Andre Bubo Andre. Um, I hope it's in Vegas, it's a better place to visit. So, I hope they do it in Vegas, but LA is yeah, cool. no, Vegas is fine. But you know what? LA might be a little fun too. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since being down there. So, Let's find out. Let's see what's going on. All yeah. right, brother man. I tell you what. Why don't we wrap this puppy up here? Um, like I said, it's it's a quiet couple weeks here in the world of boxing, but that's not going to stop us for coming back and telling you what's going down, guys. Make sure to check us out on all our socials and all the good things that we provide content on. Uh, subscribe and like and do all that good stuff. Chance, you got anything today? Anything happened today? I do this day in boxing history. You just mentioned him earlier. Eric Morales knocked down Angel Chacon round two in Vegas to win the junior WBC junior championship. There you go. We talked about Mexican Warriors. There's a Mexican Warrior right there. Featherweight. I, right? That's yeah. one. That dude was a dirty fighter, wasn't he? 1999. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I went back. I went. I went down a bit of a rabbit hole afterwards, and you know, I've seen them both fight and everything, but you know, they they, they made so much of an emphasis on Corrales and and Morales being there, right? I mean, because mm -hmm. of their awards and everything. Um, so they were kind of front and center with Bob Arum on either side of Bob. And, you know, you see, you see stuff like that. And he makes me wonder, like, oh, man, the amount of stuff that Bob's done. 
right? The greatest boxing winner of all time. It's not even close. He's 91 and still at the fight. Still putting on big fights. So the fight like, just his on. mind is so sharp still. To this, oh, yeah. like, you know? He runs everything, man. He's like Vince yeah. McMahon. Like he I was the, listening, he was doing final. an interview and he was talking about Haney, he was talking about Lomo, and he was talking about Tank and uh, Inoue and whatnot. And, you know, he didn't miss a beat. Like, he answered oh. questions so well, articulate. Um, he truly is an old school guy. Like, I mean, I love hearing those guys talk because they're articulate. You know, they, they leave you hanging on their words. They don't and, give you too uh, much. They give you just a little. He knows how to sell, so he still does that. He, no, only he, gives, you he gives you enough. Yeah. And he basically said that a lot of the matches that people are talking in regards to Nui and, you know, Lomo going down or Haney going this way or this and that, because they're all bullshit fights. They, none of it makes sense. Yeah, I love what he says that, yeah. Right? He actually said a funny comment. He's like, in new way, he's better than pocket. That's just the way Bob sells it, right? Like, he's not going to win eight belts in the weight class. He's too small. But just for him to say that, one of his best fighters ever, that's the way Bob is. He's, okay, Pocky, you know what? I adopted you. I put you up for adoption. Here's my new guy. You know uh, You know what I mean? That's the way Bob works. He's like Vince McMahon. When you're fighting, you love you. If not, we're just going to sell this guy. This guy is better than you. That's what a promoter does. Whether it's right or wrong, it's what they do. I, and I don't blame him. I'll give you a great example of what you just said in terms of wrestling, Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. In 1994, McMahon said to Hogan, hey, look, I think this Hulkamania thing's, you know, starting to die out, you know? He was um, right. And he goes, okay, fine. So Hulk left and did what he did in NWO and whatnot, right? So a prime example, when not yeah. saying that he's going to discard you, but he, he'll rebrand you and make you into something else, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I get it completely. Aaron McMahon is smart enough to know it's a young man's game. And when you get too old, if, you, if these guys don't want to leave, they're going to push you out. I want to mention something. I forgot to mention this on our wrestling show. I'm only going to mention it here because you talked about the ticket prices, right? So for WrestleMania, the cheapest ticket is $70 and the most expensive mm -hmm. is 10000 crazy well thanks for bringing that up two years ago today on season talking about history i just thought about it right now two years ago today i was at SummerSlam. i watched all the SummerSlam, and i walked over the bridge down to the t-mobile arena and watched pocky versus new boss that was two years ago today that's fantastic so, man. Day. yeah and i walked in the summer i walked up to the door and i paid 35 dollars great value Wrestling is the best bang for your buck for bigger money. no nothing compares well, they had it in allegiant right allegiant yeah there sold out yeah, 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 sold out, right? There you go. Awesome. Happy to. All right, chance. Um, that's it, I guess. Let's yep. wrap this up and let's move on and carry on with the rest of our day and let's enjoy the weekend, guys. If you have nothing to do, and I'm gonna probably put this in a short post as well. Yours truly will be ring announcing down at Hastings Parks this Friday. Um, do you want to give a little bit more details on what's going down there? Yeah, it's called CWU Canadian Wrestling Unlimited this Saturday, seven o'clock. What's going on is there'll be a wrestling match from the horse races. So basically, between each horse race, about 15 to 20 minutes of dead air. The Hastings racetrack, because it's summertime, they're trying to keep the party going. Last week, they had a cigar. And wine festival and whiskey festival. I know I was there with my kid. Obviously, can't go in there, but we were there. And then on some business, and then we were watching the horses. They had a, probably over a thousand people in there just doing that cigar stuff. So this weekend it's wrestling. This is the last outdoor show. The rest of the wrestling shows will be October, November, December indoors underneath the bleachers. So go watch it. Yours truly, Bobby Sampson, in the ring announcing, and should be some good action. So seven o'clock, Hastings track. First bell goes. There you go, man. Very, very, very well said. So bet on some ponies and check out some ponies in the ring. 
We're going to have it all there for you guys. And like Chad said, I will be there as well. I will ring announce and uh, you can hear the beautiful voice of Bobby Sampson live. Yeah. Okay, guys, on that note, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's save our voices and our energy for this weekend. I am Bobby Sampson. Right over there is my man, Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that like, download, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And guys, in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Everybody, please have a blessed weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. If you're going to drink or drug, enjoy. Have at it. Just have someone take you home. Don't be stupid and fuck yourself and fuck other people up. Yeah. Sam and Chance out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah.